0: Hello, heroes, and welcome to Second Watch. I'm Megan Dornbrock.
1: I'm Alex Roberts.
2: And I'm Jim McClure.
1: Yay! Hey. We did it. We're here. <laughs> yes. Um, we, we, so we, guess... are,
2: we are awake in the middle of the night to defend the camp. I am super stoked.
0: We yeah. are. I, I know that I'm the fighter, so that's fun
1: and exciting for me. And I am extremely, obviously, the bard.
2: <laughs> and and I am, I am the wonderful Shugenja.
1: Okay, now... This which is, you have to explain yeah, to me. Yeah, you need to tell us <laughs> what this shugenja. I just is.
2: assume that everyone's played L5R their entire lives. Fine, I guess I have yeah. to explain something. Uh, you yeah, know the shugenja is, and I I know it's d and D class too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal how much of a not actual nerd I am and have no idea what the class is in D and D. So the L5R <laughs> class, which I hope is similar, is it's like a it, it, it's a magic user. They they talk to the kami, they talk to the spirits, and they summon forth magical abilities. Uh, you, you commoners, I think would call that a wizard, but uh, we have to have <laughs> a fancy term. For it, that was okay. delightful.
1: Okay, <laughs> bring so bring a- that <laughs> level of enthusiasm and detail orientation to every aspect of this podcast. Oh, really stopped, so. I,
2: I constantly. <laughs> yes, I'm just like as soon as the mics come on, it's like, yay, we're talking to people and doing nerd stuff, and it makes me happy.
0: I, I feel like this makes the one shot party awfully magic heavy. You well, nerds.
1: I, am I a magic user? <laughs> I never understood bards to be magical. I thought they um, literally made music, and music I, is just that powerful.
0: Sorry, perform. You can. Um, I'm just thinking. Aren't aren't Cat and James both self-proclaimed magic users of a type? I think
2: Cat is right. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what James. Is James rocking the pal. No, no, you're the pal. James,
0: James goes back and forth. His art's a paladin, but I think he self-identifies as a sorcerer.
1: Yeah. is that what it is that's i don't a, know that's a well, motto you know, he's Meg,
0: hard to place
1: you're just pointing out the fact that you are obviously an incredibly competent fighter if you yeah. can keep all of us uh from getting squished
0: yeah there you go i don't have time for book learning <laughs> cool well uh yeah i think with that out of the way, it would be nice for people to get an idea of who we are, because we do not do a lot of talking on our respective podcasts.
1: Not about ourselves. I do no, uh, what I would not describe not. as too much talking on mine, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I barely hear you at all. Oh, well, thank God.
2: <laughs> I, feel like I, I'm, I get I'm so like excited. The, I feel like I'm like the same five stories over and over again, so now I just cut them out from it. So I'm like, yes, it sounds like Jim's barely there. It's just the uh, whoever whoever personality podcast today.
0: Oh, That's a really good strategy. strategy. The blessed power of editing, <laughs> right?
1: Well, well, Jim, let's let's give you your like moment in the spotlight. Then yeah. tell us about yourself. Tell us oh. about your history with gaming.
2: Oh goodness gracious! Um, all right. Uh, I have been been into into gaming, gaming since. Well, uh, all right. Let's, let's let's back up. Podcast editing. Yes, <laughs> uh, I, I've been into. Essentially tabletop gaming for ten years, but the funny thing is, I kind of like developed my own tabletop game before I knew what tabletop role playing was. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, I've been developing games since I was about eight years old. Most of them mm-hmm. not good, some of them total genius. I mean, total twelve ge- year old me. Oh, if I could go back to him, <laughs> total complete genius. Um, but no, uh, when I was about eighteen, I developed a uh, a wrestling role playing game because I got back into watching professional wrestling, and I was like i want to make this into a game and i made it into a game with like an energy track and you roll die to deal damage and increase your energy and all this stuff mm-hmm. and then like four years after that i discovered dungeons and dragons you know i kind of always knew what D was but i never actually played it and i went I made a game like this. There's a whole <laughs> world of people that do this. I thought I was just some crazy kid in my living room, uh, and that's kind of how I got in, involved in, uh, in in tabletop. So I, I, I say I've been doing it for ten years, six years, kind of like regularly what normal people would call being in tabletop. And I don't know how much more detail are we getting into.
1: Okay, sorry. I'm just I'm so excited cool. right now because Jim, you are describing my exact relationship to LARP. Really? <laughs> Where like. That was just what I did as a kid. Like people say like, oh, kids are LARPing all the time because they're playing. But like, no, Mm -hmm. I was like a facilitator. I was like a GM. And we used to play what we called Dungeons and Dragons because we had just sort of absorbed a cultural notion of what D&D was. Um, And so we would like make maps and make characters, but we didn't have a system or anything like that. We would just, it was totally freeform And I was always a GM. And, like, we would act some of it out. So it would be, like, live action for the most part. And then, yeah, eventually you grow up and you're like, oh, there's an actual game for this that someone has published and is a product. <laughs> that <knew>? is amazing. <laughs> wow. Okay, Meg, it's your turn. I, it's your turn. It's your turn. How did I you get didn't into do gaming? either of
0: those things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is okay. That would be I, even scarier. I, yeah. No, I, that's good. Okay. No, I'm thinking we played, like... We played lots of pretend games. You know, there was a lot of which Ninja Turtle are you and which Mm -hmm. Power Ranger are you kind of games, but never with any kind of rules. Um, So that sounds really cool. So I didn't actually get into playing Dungeons and Dragons or any kind of tabletop game like that until I was a freshman in college. Um, and I had a I had a friend that ran a group and I honestly don't remember really anything about our characters or our campaign. It was just like a fun excuse to get together and draw stupid things on a map and roll dice and eat tacos. And mm-hmm. it just it was a really nice experience so that when I I moved on from that and started playing with some other people in some other groups when they were less fun, um, mm-hmm. you know, just based on who was in the groups and who was running them, things like that. It just like it wasn't a really good experience. So I kind of stopped and avoided it until like just a couple years ago. Kind of got back into it with a with a new friend group that plays um, not just Dungeons and Dragons, but we're playing like a a Star Wars Edge of the Empire game Mm -hmm. on and off, which is kind of fun. And and getting into more narrative games recently has been has been really great to get me back into it.
1: I'm so, so glad you came back because lots (laughs) and lots and lots of people leave. Like I've spoken to people who were like, yeah, it seemed really fun. And then I did it once with some randos, you know, from like a Reddit meetup or whatever. And it was horrible. And so I Mm -hmm. never tried it again. And like, I completely respect and like appreciate where that comes from, but it just breaks my heart. I yeah. Know, there's
2: so much good things happening, especially, I mean the last yeah. couple of years and what's going to happen in the next couple of years. I mean, it's such an exciting time for tabletop.
1: Oh, it's, it's exploded. And I really feel like there is a game for everyone. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 and like, I don't mean to like proselytize and say like, you must play a game, but I'm telling you, if you look hard enough, there is a game that will make you go like, whoa, I want to play that.
2: And and you don't have to, but I will. Yes, if you're listening to this and you have not played role-playing <laughs> games, go play a role-playing game. I mean, there's so many of them. Just go. Do it. Go do it now. Go, so go many do it now. Games.
0: I played games at Dreamation where I didn't even have to roll dice or, or do math, and it was great. And not that I have anything against those two things. I actually like doing those two things, but if if that scares you away from it, you don't have to do those things. It's
2: you could, awesome. You, you can just
0: sit around and tell a story, and that's it. You did it. You played a role-playing game. You
2: could you play a wonderful game like the Terrible RPG that can be found on thirdactpublishing.com. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> shameless, shameless plug. Uh.
1: <laughs> um, uh. Well, speaking of great games that we love, um, what have you guys been playing lately? Yeah,
0: I, hmm, like I said, there was a couple narr- narrative games that I ended up playing at Dreamation that were lots of fun that I haven't played before. Like Golden Sky Stories is super cute, mm-hmm. um, and Companion's Tale, which hopefully will be out in a couple months. I'm looking forward to that. And, and I run a game, a Dragon Age game that I, I know I've mentioned on my podcast before. So that's old hat. And I play in a Monster Hearts game that is getting so good. Oh, my God. God.
1: Tell it's me so literally it's... everything about your Monster Hearts game.
0: So I play a witch and uh i'm playing in a game where we have we have a fay, we have a queen, a mortal and a hollow. Ooh. And they are all excellent players. Um they're they're so good at what they do and i i love this game because i watch them play and i think that uh they're exploring these really interesting cool characters and then i play my character and i don't know if they know that i'm barely role-playing like this is 99 percent true to life megan was a teen witch like mm-hmm. every question i'm asked is like mm, i know the answer because this was my life just like less promiscuous <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's oh my god like it's been said before that monster hearts is not really about playing teenagers it's about playing what teenagers look like on television right mm-hmm. when they're like portrayed yep. by people in their early 20s and so yeah. it's not about like revisiting the shit of being a teen it's about like yeah. just adding this layer of sexy glamour to uh-huh. the to the angst and the anxiety so and the, the isolation and the that feeling of monstrosity mm-hmm.
2: so as as someone who's never played it sounded like your 80s glamming teenhood is that my understanding sort of, right it's
1: it, well it's it's any cw show ever <laughs>
0: basically <laughs> that is, is such a great playing.
2: description
0: yeah
1: you know monster hearts was originally pitched to me as like a they said it's like a twilight uh game or it's yeah. like a it's like a vampire diaries thing and so i was like cool mm-hmm. not for me i'm moving mm-hmm. on but then i was like someone pitched it as well every person you know gets a play sheet a, a playset, like you would in an apocalypse world game mm-hmm. but all of the play sets uh, sort of represent a monster but really represent a way to be abusive in a relationship and i was Ooh. like oh okay that that's truly and genuinely interesting
0: <laughs> oh I like that and also I'm mm I'm gonna have to unpack that on my yeah, own later I think, later. Like I think multiple what
1: realizations right now what, like,
0: yeah 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 what what playing this this controlling witch person means about my yeah this this has correlations okay
1: <laughs> I, I think you have to embrace your shadow self like yeah. I think it's a um I, I think a lot of the like world of darkness games are sort of on the surface mm-hmm. about engaging with the you know the sort of negative aspects of yourself or like your sort of darkness but they're very often like kind of playing it up and glamorizing and and making it cool as where monster hearts is more like yeah sexy cool teen monster oh man this is awful yeah (laughs) It's
0: oh, and you mentioned Vampire Diaries actually, and I had to to point out someone else sold the game to me as being like, oh, it's kind of Vampire Diaries ish. You know, we're gonna play a one shot. Maybe you should like watch an episode before we play. And I was like, yeah, right, I can watch like an episode. I'm still watching that garbage. It's in my Netflix queue. It is it is a shit show, and I can't stop. Like
2: they're the best. <laughs>
1: okay, can we all say? A garbage television show that we truly love with all our hearts.
2: Oh, my goodness. Ooh. I have so many.
1: Hmm. Jim, pick the pick the first one that comes into your mind. Freud style. Oh. Just go. All
2: right. So the first one that pops into my mind just because it's so garbage and I did watch so much of it. True Blood is <laughs> just, I mean, it's nice. so bad and I've watched every episode.
1: That's amazing. That's not what I was expecting at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I I can't think of anything other than The Vampire Diaries right now, but I know I watch a lot of garbage. Like, it's 90% of what I watch. So, how about you? Uh,
1: I'm truly deeply in love with a low-budget 70s Canadian TV show called The Littlest Hobo. Do you guys oh, do you guys know about The Littlest what Hobo? What is this? Oh, no, my, god. oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, my god. No. I get so excited when I get to tell Americans about the television oh. show. It's about a dog who helps people he goes from town to town and in every town there's like a mystery or like someone's hurt or in danger or like there's crime there's very often crime Mm -hmm. and he just like shows up when he's most needed and he'll have someone will see him and like give him a name and he'll help that person and then at the end of the episode he just leaves town He he like moves on and everyone's like Oh, guess he has like somewhere to go. And so every single episode, he's in a new town solving a new mystery, Mm. helping a new person with their problems. And like, it could be anything. It could be anything. Like, the hobo will save your marriage. The hobo will uh, chase the drug dealers into the police, uh, the police's handcuffs. Like, it's the best show on earth. But also, it's terrible and really low budget. And like, all of the acting is like really, really bad. And it's like, this dog just does things that are completely beyond what any canine could ever possibly be capable of That's like so cute yeah to the point where it's it, I, I, my theory is that there's actually the soul of a damned man trapped inside a dog
0: i was gonna ask if he's definitely a dog or if this is like a 99 good deeds of eddie mcdowd situation
1: uh i'm sorry ex- expand on <laughs> what you just said am i
0: Okay, hang on. Let me make sure I'm I'm getting the name of the show right, but it wasn't it uh, Jim, do you have any idea what I'm talking about?
2: I do not have a clue, but I'm so into this.
0: Okay, wait. Let me google it really quick and make sure I'm I'm saying this right. Because
2: if you yeah, if you, if you have a story about a dog that travels around and has to do 99 or a person it, that travels around as a dog and has to do 99 yeah, yeah. deeds. Like I'm I'm oh, sorry. I'm totally in for two seasons for that.
0: It's it's 100 deeds for Eddie McDowd. My bad. Uh, and it was it was like some old Nickelodeon show where uh, it was it was a a person, a human person, Eddie McDowd, like was a real shit, and I guess pissed off some kind of like old witch magic person and she turns him into a dog and he has to do a hundred good deeds or he won't turn back into a human. And I don't think the show ever finished. So he is forever a dog. What somewhere out in like Nickelodeon land. What the
1: fuck? That is my headcanon. <laughs> my whole thing is that he was an evil man who was turned into a dog and he has to do enough good deeds in order to Well, my theory was that in order to uh die and go to heaven. Oh, okay. Uh I don't know why I had to go so dark with it. I I like your take better. But I am really excited that my Complete misinterpretation of a television show is in fact <laughs> another television show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and it's probably a, a real bad one too. So
1: it's
2: <laughs> well, it, it's terrible. We Al- Alex... up, maybe
1: there's more parallels.
2: Mm. Alex, as you were describing it, all I could think is, I go, is this just like a less historical, but with a much deeper dark undertone? Wishbone, is that like what we're describing oh. here?
1: I, I, I like always, always different hated stories. Different... A child. was he more into thought... than a dog? I think he was
0: just a dog. I didn't really watch him either. I thought he just, like, we're going to tell the sherlock Holmes story but sherlock's a dog like
2: but it hit this weird thing where like wishbone would tell the story except he would always be the main character because he was very Um, egocentrical that dog was um and and then but there would always be like some sort of weird little nod like maybe with this little dog that's in present day is actually robin hood or is actually cleopatra or whatever the story that was being told and it was always i don't maybe that's just the way i remember it from a kid i was it was always disturbing to me just just enough just enough yeah
1: that people are just like hey romeo you're a dog but i still want to like say poems at you and stuff like a human Mm -hmm. that's nasty totally normal (laughs) people in those people in those stories are nasty it's 2016 we're all furries now oh yeah that's right i forgot (laughs) we should have talked about our fursonas instead of our classes (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's right (laughs) jim what's your fursona My
2: my first what um, <laughs> I, I feel like i've missed half a conversation
1: okay. the, the animal um, that you secretly are inside what yeah. is that
2: oh god is it
1: in fact wishbone
2: uh, no no it's, it's definitely not wishbone that dog is evil that dog is pure distilled evil um,
1: <gasps> the, oh my god oh, yeah i'm,
2: I'm breaking, breaking He's like the exact today
1: opposite of the littlest hobo he could like defeat him <sighs> Ooh. anyway oh, sorry go so, on nemeses
2: they could <laughs> so highlander that oh it'd be great <laughs> um okay uh if i had to pick an an animal or or what animal am i see that's i gotta stop that i know who i want to be but i (laughs) I can't be that um I f- yeah. feel like I am a red panda because cool. I'm just excited Aww. by every little object I see. Not unlike a goldfish either, red panda or goldfish. Um, mm-hmm. and I just want to play with everything that's in like in in my field of vision. And I think I'm adorable, so I'm going to go with red panda. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice, nice, I like
0: it. There's there's some confidence there. That's really
1: good. Yeah, just like the red panda, Meg. Mm-hmm. Meg.
0: Oh yeah, I'm a rabbit. I'm a bunny.
1: Oh God, just, duh! I don't even yeah. know, I, I bothered asking.
0: <laughs> no, it, it's cool. I, I've, um, yeah, we talked about this a little bit on Twitter. I think as as a team, I mm-hmm. my persona was a snow leopard because I thought they were the coolest thing. They're the best. I literally cool. that was yeah. the
2: one I was gonna say. I want to be. I go. I'm not as cool as a snow leopard. <gasps> oh, I will gosh, never Jim. be. But I want to be a snow leopard. Oh,
0: they, same, have, same, they have same, the
2: best same. tail.
0: Then they, and they're always like chewing on them just a little bit. That's so good. <laughs> They're so cute and dumb and great. And I love them. So my my compromise was that my fursona is is a bunny, uh, but her, my my idol is is a snow leopard. She's right. probably like like the Xena of right. of whatever this furry universe is. So I now in my head canon, we are both fans of the same TV show.
2: Uh Xena Snow Star- Leopard Princess, yeah. man. That's five yeah. good seasons of content right there.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Alex. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm one of those birds that instead of walking, hops around.
2: Oh, no. it's adorable. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yes. That is really that's no question. Cute. Um, <sighs> uh, t- t- I feel like we're still, I think we are still in the what have we been playing lately yes, segment. Yes, we didn't so,
0: get oh, past that where me. We were. So so
2: someone, I'm,
1: someone else, what do you play? <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim. Jim.
2: Okay. Um. Well, let, let's go with what I've been recently playing because if you ask what I play, then I have to say L5R, and then everyone takes a shot, and it's yeah, it's a game. Um. So what I've recently been playing, and it's been terrible because I haven't played L5R, which is a darn darn shame. But um, I've been doing a ridiculous amount of play testing for the games that I'm developing coming up. So Capital City has been just, I mean, two three nights a week play testing. Uh, we just started hitting the play testing for RPG Solitaire, and then every now and then i'm getting in a game of reach of titan uh actually i was up in chicago last weekend and got to play reach of titan with cat and darcy uh Ooh. and the guy exxon punk um who i will remember his name in about 30 seconds
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so i uh, doing a lot of play testing but uh have been playing a couple other games i have sort of a sporadic game of shadow of the demon lord that i'm playing which is really really good if you're into kind of the I don't want to say the horror genre because it's not horror. I don't really know how to describe it. Someone could a lot better than me. Um, but it's a really, real dark fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. It's a game Rob Shaw made. He's actually been interviewed for the show. It just hasn't come out yet. Uh, but I really, really like the game. I got to play at a convention with him, and he ran it for me. And it's uh, it's an experience. And then the other thing that I played recently, mm-hmm. um, hold on, because... <laughs> I played it for one shot and I don't remember the name because it's a game that's not out yet, but it's about to Kickstarter, but I'm going to plug it. And I sent D'Amato a message and he sent it back to me and I don't remember what he said. So I'm just stalling for about another 10 seconds. This is great.
1: We're just going to let episode aired yet or no,
2: no, we literally just recorded last week and I don't know when it's
1: coming out. Oh, it might be in the calendar. We're just going to edit in like an obvious someone else saying like name (laughs) of system. (laughs)
2: uh yes yeah, so it, it was uh belly of the beast by uh my guess. dan dutter uh yes i just sort of coincidentally was was up uh playing hobo in uh, uh james damato's house for the weekend mm-hmm. and um the uh he was like hey you want to just come on the mic as opposed to sitting in the other room and being awkward and i was like sure why not <laughs> uh so we play belly of the beast which is this really cool concept it's uh a The actual Earth, you know, you normally you play in a time period. It's sort of like anywhere from Roman era to beginning of Renaissance era, and it's been swallowed by a giant worm the whole darn place Hmm. and it's about how sort of life deals with that and because it's one shot of course we played it you know ridiculously ridiculously silly um and i'm not going to ruin anything but uh yes the the anus of legend it was uh it was was a good time uh but the game could clearly be played very 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 serious and very very dark so i had (laughs) i had a lot of fun with that one
0: awesome I feel like that can be said for a lot of games that end up on one shot. Like it could be played very seriously, <laughs> but it's one shot. <laughs> it just didn't. <laughs> yeah.
2: Alex, what about you?
1: Um. Well, this past Sunday, I was in a LARP called "Before and After Silence," um, which is a, a Nordic LARP from the LARPs from the Factory collection, and uh, it was really intense. Um. Uh, there's a couple of warmups, uh, that, that you do like a minute of play and then you step back out and you do five minutes of play and then another five minutes of play and you step back out and, um, and play is completely silent. So you, uh, you don't say anything to anyone. No one makes any, uh, verbal like expression at all. And, um, you're all given three actions that you can incorporate, um, over the 40 minutes. And all players are given a situation, so you're told what's happening, and you just have to act according to that um and everyone's is completely different and so you're i mean we were just uh, five, six people in the huge room in completely different universes uh it was very, very strange um my card so for example, someone's card said that um you're in a Uh, you're in like a retirement home, I think it was, and you're around a bunch of, all of you are uh, old like silver screen movie stars who have become kind of senile and you're just obsessed with like reenacting your glory days. Um, Yeah, as where on my card, it said, uh, all the other players are uh, former lovers and you're seeing them in memory only and you can only interact with them in those memories. Um, And they're like from a long, long time ago. So yeah. And, and I don't remember what the other two uh, other three people had. um, And so, yeah, we all just had to act in the same space and engaging with that and exist in those stories uh, and try to reach some kind of satisfying conclusion for our character as best we could. Um, It was uh, it was a hell of an experience.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: It was like, I mean, it was a really, really fun debrief. Mm-hmm. because we got to say like, wait, when you were doing that, you know, the, here's how I interpreted it and how I incorporated it into mine. Oh, really? You were thinking that because I just saw it as this, you know, or whatever. Um, and the way we were talking about it, it was like describing a, a dream or a hallucination, probably most like a describing a hallucination. Like we'd all been in the same room, maybe doing the same drug, but we'd all gone to completely mm-hmm. different places and trying to like put the pieces together and figure out, like, why were you acting like this all the time? <laughs> oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Um, yeah, it was a really, really intense experience. <laughs> so,
0: so it's it's all just physical interactions.
1: Yes. Is that, okay. Yeah. So you're just, you're um, making actions and oh. uh, eye contact, behavior. Uh, like, it's all body language, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Mm. How, how long does, like, a game session of that last?
1: Uh, well... There's there's about 20 minutes of warm up um, where you just do various exercises to kind of get on the same page and learn to um, learn to do things kind of bodily. Uh, And then there's a little five minute silence where you just have an action that you have to do at some point. And then there's a five minute silence where you do um, where you have a situation to just like and you sort of like a play out like a mini version of the game. And then I think there's one more I forget. Uh, And then, yeah, you play for 40 minutes. Yeah. And I can't imagine playing longer than that because it was exhausting. <laughs> oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So that's my most recent game. Cool. Yeah, I really I'm really happy that like I have something so intense <laughs> to express uh-huh. on the podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it, and it's mostly larps that you've been playing lately, right?
1: Or I would say for the past like 2 years I've been probably more larping than I have tabletoping. Um, but I'm just, I'm really lucky to have like a local community of people who LARP um, yeah. on the reg. Uh, so that's that's very fortunate. And I'm also pretty comfortable facilitating. Um, LARPs are a bit hard, harder to organize because you need a much bigger space. Like mm-hmm. I have a kitchen table, so I can play pretty much any tabletop game ever. Um, but LARPs yeah. uh, are a little more picky. Hmm.
2: C- can I admit something? Yes. I've never done a LARP before.
1: Jim, I would love to LARP with you. I would have so, so much bad fun.
2: because so many of like my tabletop games, especially the people I play, you know, sort of get to the point where, you know, I, I think our record was how oh, we didn't quite have. We almost had three consecutive L5R sessions where we never rolled dice or used mechanics. So I'm mm-hmm. like, we're we're so close. I feel like to almost <laughs> being there. Uh, now, obviously, I know some of the structural stuff is different than that, but I've I've never yeah. I've never done it. I'd never done it.
1: There are so many that I could recommend. Um, Remind me to send you an email or something later because Mm -hmm. in the sort of American freeform genre, um, it's kind of like halfway between LARP and tabletop. And there's a lot of people who are making cool tabletop games who heard about Nordic LARP and then decided to do something like that. Um, But I think tabletop people can find it pretty accessible. You know, maybe you'll still have a character sheet or maybe you'll still have, there's Mm -hmm. some kind of mechanic, um, whatever it is. Um, So I think people find that. Uh, maybe easier to get into from that, from that background. Hmm. Hmm.
2: I, I don't, I just love, I, I, I'm in love with the concept of it. I've just never, I don't know. She she She's a, LARP's a distant mistress for me because I haven't <laughs> haven't gotten a chance to, to actually do it yet.
1: I completely understand. And it's, um, as far as I can tell, you can only get into it accidentally. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you have to just like open the wrong door one day. Yep. <laughs> And then you're you laughing.
0: To, you have to be up late at a convention and someone says, hey, do you want to come to Ghost Court? And I'm like, well, that's... yeah, I guess. Like, what else am I doing?
1: Oh, no one can see how excited <laughs> I am right now. But that's right. You were you went to Ghost Court. Oh, I I'm so excited I, for that game to be I, out.
0: I only spectated, but I think next time I would I would definitely uh, more formally attend Ghost Court. Yeah, I would be up for that.
1: <laughs> uh, Ghost Court is a LARP that is not out yet um, that has a audience um kind of built in um because everyone's waiting to bring their uh ghostly grievances before the ghostly judge um and so it's a really really nice way to to say to someone like hey come to this larp you don't have to go up if you don't want to you don't have to do anything you're not comfortable with you can just chill out um but then of course the audience gets super into it and they start acting like raucous ghosts
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's very it's very fun
1: I've also uh-huh. um, I've been playing a lot of two player games lately. Um, Ooh, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I want I want to just be like the tome of knowledge of two player games because we have played so many. Um, uh, we played 183 days, which is the Sarah Williamson and James Stewart freeform, um, which is just two decks of cards. You just sit mm-hmm. or, or hang out anywhere. You can act it out if you want. You can sit at a table if you're more comfortable. It doesn't matter. We, we played in bed. Um, and you just draw a card and then do what it says. And then when it says to draw the next card, you draw the next card. And you just go through a whole deck like that and you tell a story. And it's amazing. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. That's really totally, cool. totally awesome. Yeah, Jim, that'd be one of the LARPs or, you know, it's a freeform game that I'd recommend to you. Because you can LARP it if you want. Or you well, can just describe things. It's cool. Either way. Whatever.
2: Well, what I do only need one other it? person to do it. When are you running it for me?
1: <laughs> the next time we're in the same room. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's oh. if you haven't learned. If you're on the other side of the mic with me, at some point I will ask you to to either be in or to run a game for me. That's that's part of my thing.
1: I think Thanks that's very time. nice.
2: The, uh, no, it's yeah. completely selfish on my part because I want everyone to run <laughs> games for me.
1: <laughs> it's
0: a good idea. Then you get to play in more games, or-
2: and they feel pressured because they know they're on recording. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they have there, to agree. there's there's proof. Yeah. <laughs> are we all are we all
1: gonna be at Gen Con? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool.
2: Awesome. We have to play something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we should totally
1: first... play something. We'll we, play we, a three-player LARP. We, <laughs>
2: yeah I am completely down. Completely oh, down.
1: Be... Okay, so Real Talk. I am mm-hmm. terrified for Gen Con. Like, really? I'm so excited yeah. to be there. I'm gonna be helping out with games on demand. I'm gonna be on uh probably a panel with you too. Um, so it's gonna be cool stuff for sure but I am terrified because 60,000 people is like kind of a lot I've never been Oh, I my. haven't been to Gen Con either. Oh my goodness,
0: it's
2: so yeah. much fun. I, actually, I, I can't be like, how have you never been there? Because I, I live an hour <laughs> and a half from there, and I have for seven <laughs> years, and last year was my first year ever going. So I'm I'm pretty much a Gen <laughs> Con expert. I mean, you understand. Um, but uh, no, it, it is so, like, I just, for five days, I just kept walking around going, I can't believe how big this is. I mean, the scale is just insane. It's so much fun, though. It's so much fun.
0: I I have been to PAX East twice. Um, I don't know if if you've been to anything like that. I'm I'm just trying to get a uh, an idea for the scale of this compared to things I I know I've attended. I, I went I to haven't... PAX
2: East
1: a couple of years ago. That must have been like 2011,
2: okay. 2012. Yeah. I've been to. Uh, I don't suppose anyone's been to Otakon in Baltimore. <laughs> no no i know
1: people who have but i haven't been yeah, yeah. It's,
2: it's more of a in an, an anime thing um yeah but
0: uh which uh is totally cool Yomi i am does. i am down for some garbage anime
2: <laughs> yes absolutely Ah, <laughs> oh, there's there's so much good stuff but uh hmm i don't think i have another frame of reference to give you but you you will just have to come come and experience the the the, the grandioseness of it that's not Jim, a word what are your, I'll what go are with your
1: tips what are your first gen con tips
2: ah uh, well it depends on so much of what what you want to do there i mean i don't know it, it's weird because i didn't have a typical gen con experience because gen con last year for me was literally the launch of the podcast i did all of my first interviews at gen con uh,
0: oh,
1: wow. so <laughs> i
2: was literally running around finding okay where's a quiet corner of gen con that i can get in and then record <laughs> an episode and then it was like all right let me get get this person to me so i can record an episode and oh yeah i have to figure out how podcasting it equipment works. Um, so it it was a little different. Uh, so I guess it depends on what exactly that you want to do there, but there is a, uh, the, the, the dealer's hall is just, I mean, unbelievably large. And, you know, if you want to see any of the, the new up and coming stuff and there's just, I mean, constant, you know, play tests of whatever you want. So much super fun. Um, let's see, the there is so much tabletop RPG going on. I don't know how mm-hmm. much LARP. I assume there's LARP, but I didn't look into it. So I I I can't speak to that. But there is constant, constant tabletop RPGs going on. So if you're you're into that, whatever you want to play, there will be a game being ran there somewhere. That's so I guess my, my advice is get out and do stuff. Just do there's so okay. many good people there and so many awesome things and so many awesome panels. Just go go do stuff. Go do stuff. That's my advice. Oh,
1: cool. I like that advice.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't think there's a schedule up yet, right?
2: I don't like think so okay. no. I think events are still being able to be posted and sometime cool. in the next two months, something like that.
0: Cool. Then I'm not behind on any of that. So <laughs> <laughs> you're ahead of the game. Yeah. I'd I like to have a plan. <laughs>
2: Okay. So what what's what's our next what's our next section here?
0: Um and yeah, we want... Oh, yeah, scry and by. <laughs> Who wants to go first?
2: Well, as excited um, as Megan was, she has to go first.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll start with scry. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess my I have a couple things, I guess for scry. Nothing nothing huge. Um I am on spring break right now, which is not a thing I expected to be saying at this point in my life. Uh <laughs> But it's fun and cool and exciting. I have been to school before, and I oh God, I feel like it was lifetimes ago. Um, but I am I'm back in school now to be an animator, which is the coolest kind of the thing, thing on earth. Oh yeah! No. <laughs> it's it's like I. I've, I look at the things that that I I output in in some of these courses, and I'm just like, uh, no, I'm I'm a wizard now. Like, <laughs> that's just it. I'm just a wizard. It's so cool. It's the thing that I I always wanted to do, but always found reasons not to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, it'll be too hard, or it's too much money, or like it's never gonna work out because like I don't see so great. Like that's
2: right. I mean, talk
0: talk myself out of things a lot, but um, we that's- found ourselves living in New York City, and you know, I was on track to be a librarian like to be a school librarian and I still love that and I still love like working with kids mm-hmm. um and everything about that but it just wasn't working out to like work in schools mm. um it's it's kind of a nightmare I don't know how it is in in Canada but the education system here is is a nightmare uh yeah is the we, only word for it <laughs> we have our
1: foibles as well <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah
2: um
0: so I was I was just doing like whatever job and mm-hmm. you know we're we're living here for Dan's job and I went you know I'm already in debt I'm not doing anything that I really like doing so we'll give it a try and see how it goes so I'm halfway through uh the program and it's it's probably one of the best decisions that I've ever made so two big thumbs up for that that's
2: that's awesome
0: Um, yeah thanks and I I um I think my thesis project is actually going to be an RPG but like a video game related so I can't get away from games no matter how hard I might try. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um what was it last night I went to the first concert I've been to in a while which is why I am a little horse <laughs> with an A not that I am a tiny pony.
2: <laughs> e- either, is yeah. Yeah. either is yeah. fine. Either is fine.
0: Well no listen we, yeah, exactly. we already discussed star personas, and it's it's not horse <laughs> um, yeah, so i I think other than that, like well, that's like big, and yeah, like that's scry.
1: I feel like the things that you put off and like avoid and like convince yourselves you can't do mm-hmm. for some reason, they kind of end up being the things that are most important and like satisfying,
0: yeah, I that think. that may have something to do with it i. I've sat in these classes, you know, with with kids at least 10 years younger than me, you know, mm. um, and I'm looking around going like if I had done this program or any program like it when I was 19, I would have I would have screwed it up. I would have wasted it and mm. and not gotten enough out of it. Um, so I think like on the one hand, it's like, man, it took me forever to get to it. But I think it's it's for the best.
1: totally. Totally. And you, you know, Uh, it's about like doing it at the right time and when you are ready. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm. Jim, what's going on in your life? I (laughs) feel warm and busy from Meg's. Oh
2: yes, um, uh, uh, really a ridiculous amount of things going on right now. Um, okay, so scrying, yes. Oh my goodness. So as of this recording, like four days ago, it was announced that I have launched my own publishing company called Third Act Publishing. Which (laughs) what? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of stupid excited for it. Now it's kind of weird because <laughs> I'm like four days ago I launched a publishing company and then I'm actually going. I'm like, well, no the the first meeting about it was nine months ago. It just sort of. Mm-hmm talked about now um because we got to a point that we we launched it so we have thirdact.pub is where you can go to the website and check out all of the the wonderful stuff so life has been a lot about that recently um that's kind of been the big thing because i have a i'm going to choose to use the word ambitious goal of (laughs) three kickstarters in the next 12 months um yeah right Yikes. So I've got uh, the first one launches in May for Capital City, which is a board game. And then the next one will launch in sec- September, October ish something like that for RPG Solitaire, which is a card game that's designed to emulate the role playing experience. But for a one player game and mm. then is Reach of Titan at some point spring of next year, which is my Shadow of Colossus style RPG, where it is you <laughs> as a team that is Sold. big bringing down bigger than life creatures so uh, yes yeah, yeah yeah. so much production so much production so I've I've gathered I've gathered together a team I've got Jim Merritt I've got BR Ocean who are working on it uh, respectively part-time and full-time uh, on doing production for this thing and then I've got uh, let's see uh, Palomi is doing uh, my art direction who is amazing oh, she is so fantastic I love um, her oh she's so good so much fun to work with and then Pavanis is the illustrator that we just hired for capital City as of today. uh this may be recorded for she even knows that she's the one hired but you're <laughs> you're the one we we picked you um, <laughs> so uh so that's that's been the the big thing sort of going on in in my world is all of this third act publishing stuff so that's that's that and then for ah. Uh, for buying um we'll, we'll
0: get to buying oh, don't jump oh, ahead i'm sorry
2: I, i'm jumping the line a- Alex, yep, alex the is it <laughs> <you>.
0: yeah <laughs> listen man i have notes <laughs> I- I-
2: alex You're is needed. the principal megan's the whole monitor okay. i am i am the bad student yes all right yeah. i'm fine <laughs> yeah
0: we have to hear about alex's scry yes um,
1: scry What's scry scry on? i feel like um a lot of things are going to be happening in the next couple of months i realize mm-hmm. that i'm um Basically making a major like road trip of some kind every month for the rest of the year. Wow. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. I'm uh, I'm going to the Living Games Conference where I'm going to be presenting a panel about LARP in the media. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I'm also just going to be hanging out in Austin for a bit because it seems like a cool city. And mm-hmm. um, and then in June, my brother's getting married and a good friend of mine is getting ordained. So I have two big trips. And uh, And then it's wizard school in july i'm so jealous fucking lord i cannot believe i'm going to wizard school not really processing that at this point i'm just gonna just take that as it comes and and then uh you know august is gen con and then uh september i'm going to house con and then nothing in october and then um metatopia is in november and then december is christmas so there's like a lot of shit going on in my life and you (laughs) I'm truly like most stoked for right after this recording, like literally as soon as I like hit stop, I am going to go swing dancing. And (sighs) I went swing dancing last week and I had not been swing dancing for almost a year. And I somehow just completely forgot that it makes me so happy and I love it so much and I get so excited. And I just like, I was so nervous about getting back into it because I just felt like, Oh, I've been out of it for so long. You know, I I'm not good anymore and mm-hmm. you know, I'll have to like learn everything all over again and I'll feel awkward or weird or whatever. But then I remembered that I was never good and I'll <laughs> never be good, and it doesn't matter and no one cares. What's important is that I'm just enthusiastic and I roll with it and like mm-hmm. I can do that any day of the week, you know? And so it just feels so so wonderful to go and and, well, you uh, you
2: need to get down to then Cincinnati, Ohio for a week because a large portion of my gaming group, not me, I am, I am not the swing dancer type, but a, <laughs> a large portion of them, they do swing dancing every single Wednesday night and they all keep telling me how much fun it is and how much of a stick in the mud I am for not doing it.
1: I completely respect any life choices that you want to make, Jim, but it is fun. hell. <laughs> it's so much fun. And like, I don't know what you think the swing dancing type is, but... Uh, we got all types in my yeah. experience and I've danced <laughs> them all. and like oh, it's just so cool like there's just I don't know there's just a really nice like diversity like particularly of age you know like mm-hmm. I'm out there dancing with like university students and like uh, um, uh, people much younger than me and also like dudes in their 60s who like you know maybe they can't like cut a rug like they used to but they'll spin you and you just go with it and it's awesome and like <laughs> Oh, oh, I love it so much. It's so much oh. fun.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And and so, Alex, you're going to teach us how to swing dance at Gen Con, right? Uh,
1: well, you know what? I <laughs> is, I go swing dancing um, with a with a handsome yeah. man who also LARPs and does tabletop stuff. And so we have been trying to figure out how we can make a swing dance LARP and teach everyone to nice. swing That's dance awesome. through a LARP. I'm in. <laughs> I don't know if that will ever happen. <laughs> It
2: could. You you have a deadline. It's Gen Cotton. You have to have whole whole thing hammered out. Hammered yeah. out. You got like three months before it.
0: Prototype. On, like at least again. let her have it in beta by Gen Con. Like, come
1: on. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, and for buy, I just found right. out that my favorite yeah. kind of mango is actually called a champagne mango. And so Ooh. I've been buying a lot of them. They're very fresh and good this time of year. Good to know.
0: Awesome. That's all uh, I got are what are are they, about you guys. Are they particularly better than than regular mangoes?
1: Well, there are many kinds of mango, and probably what you think of as a mango is like a red mango, and those are good, and I respect them. But a really, really ripe, firm champagne mango, they're like the tiny sort of kidney-shaped ones that are like really, really bright yellow. The best thing in the world. I don't even need to do anything to it or put it in anything or on anything. I just eat that sucker. Oh, so delicious. (laughs)
0: Nice. Okay, Jim, you can do your buy now. Okay, yeah. well,
2: I'm kind of excited about it. Um, yeah. The the um. All right, so it it it's it's not a tabletop buy, but it's it's a di- different uh, different nerd buy, as it were. Um, of course, I'm I'm a huge huge fan of Chuck Palahniuk's writing. Um, mm-hmm. his book Damned is my favorite book of all time, which is a really weird choice, and because it, it's a really weird book. Um, but I love it. I love it so much. And last year, I think it was. Um, something like that he released a sequel and Chuck Palahniuk does not normally do sequels and he released a sequel of my favorite book and I have finally decided to buy and read this because I'm so so scared that he's going to ruin what what I love so I bought doomed the sequel to "Dam," and I have read the first chapter last night and I was so tingly with excitement I go it's everything that I wanted so I don't know if I necessarily recommend these books to anyone because they are really weird um just just to give the synopsis the the first one damned is about a 14 year old girl madison who dies goes to hell and becomes a telephone operator and uh yes from there it leads to well I, i won't spoil anything but uh it is a very adult book i will give a fair warning on that but i i this book oh i love it so much so i'm i'm super excited that so far in the first chapter anyway the sequel has not let me down
1: good that is such a satisfying feeling when you know that it could be so bad and yet it somehow is so good like that's just yeah yeah
0: and there's there's something so that i love so much about buying a book that's from an author that i know i've loved and has has consistently never let me down it's just like i mark it on my calendar like i know what day it's coming out i'm gonna get it i'm just gonna
2: have a really good week that week (laughs) so Um, megan that leaves you
0: yeah yeah so my buy um earlier this month i bought a video game called hustle cat which (gasps) i have been screaming about on twitter yes correctly (laughs) um it is it's a dating sim Mm -hmm. where your character your protagonist um who which which by the way the protagonist i love because you can choose from a couple of different profile pictures sort of you get like um Different skin tones and and different like one that's a little more masculine and one that's like maybe a little bit more feminine, but they're both sort of androgynous. Mm. Uh, and you choose your pronouns, whatever pronouns that you'd like to use, which you can also change partway through the game, which I thought was cool. Cool. Uh, so it's a it's a dating sim where your protagonist Avery works in a cat cafe, and everyone in the cat cafe. Who is datable? By the way, all of your coworkers are datable. Uh, they also are cursed to turn into cats that are equally adorable. Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic.
1: It's. Truly amazing.
0: Yes, it's it's incredible. And my mission since I bought it was to smooch your spooky boss, which it turns out you have to do all the other routes before you unlock spooky boss route. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's the first thing. First thing I did this this week, I was like, I'm on spring break. I gonna play a video game. I unlocked spooky boss route
1: and it was incredible. It was,
0: <laughs> that's, it was awesome.
1: the best, best video game experience of my life. I, I'm honestly <laughs> enjoying it. Like people enjoying that game on Twitter so much more than I could ever actually like. I love a good dating sim. Don't get me wrong, Um, Mm -hmm. but I just am enjoying people's enjoyment of it so much that like that's my favorite way to consume that game is just by people posting screenshots and screenshots.
0: Oh, I love it. (laughs) Good. I'm I'm glad it's I'm glad it's uh, good content. (laughs) Good Twitter.com content.
1: content. (laughs) Mm. Um, Cool. Yeah. Do we want to do our random encounter or have people been scrying and or buying other things that they are very excited about?
2: I think that's it without hammering just more. It's like I've bought a whole bunch of art assets, yeah. but that's not fun to talk about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I bought some more Dragon Age books that are – honestly, I actually already own them. I just bought the different version of them because I'm a mad person. Like. <laughs>
1: Because they're two precious. Yeah, they're they're so good. Oh my god! The, the only book I've been reading recently, um, which I think is actually a bit RPG related, because um, it was a big inspiration for Burning Wheel, um, is uh, A Distant Mirror, which is a book about the 14th century in Europe, and it's the best. It's the best. I mark off passages that I can read them to other people because I get so excited about dumb ass fucking nasty nobles in the 14th century. <laughs> And their idiot lives. And it's like every other thing is like the Pope made a law saying that you couldn't wear pointed shoes anymore. And everyone just made their shoes more pointed. And then they, <laughs> and they made their shoes so pointed that they would have to tie a special thing around their uh knee and then like tie the point of their shoe to it so that they could actually walk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like. You know, when people, like, wear their pants really, really low and people are like, how do they even walk? Why do they do that? Motherfucking 14th century nobles are so much more into that look than you could ever even know. And, oh, God, it's just, like, the nobles are always doing things like, oh, yeah, and everybody, all the nobles, uh, which is, like, 1% of the population, everyone else is just, like, in filth and misery until they die (laughs) very soon. Um, But the nobles, that were all super into falconry. And so they would just, like, wear their falcons on their arms all the time you would go to dinner with your falcon on it's like oh time to go to the party Get, hook up my fucking falcon on my arm and bring bring artemis with me
2: i don't know what this says about me but i am so into falconry too like i love everything <laughs> about the concept like anytime i at uh our, our local renaissance fair they, they have a, is, is it falconist i probably should know what that term is falconer Falconer. Uh, I think that's right. Um every, yeah. every I think feel like there's a metal band named Falconer that I know. Um yes, they do Enter <laughs> the Glade. Um anyway, the um they i'm I'm so mesmerized by the fact that this bird does tricks i'm like this bird i'm pretty sure could kill me like just looking at it i'm like that is a big strong bird like i'm pretty sure that bird has biceps i don't know they just ah falcons awesome (laughs) and then they go up and they do all of these tricks and i'm like you could command this thing to kill us all couldn't you and they always just smile at me and that that scares me but i oh i want to be a falconer so bad so bad
0: they do look really cool at the renaissance fairs i will give you that
1: Then, okay, let me tell you one final tidbit from the 14th century. If a bunch of nobles got together and had a really big party, they would obviously all bring their falcons. But Mm -hmm. the coolest thing that you could do – oh, and it's super important to remember that you pretty much became a child – became an adult as soon as you hit puberty. um, And you generally didn't live very long, even if you were (laughs) rich. So all of the, like, adults engaging in, like, adult, like – society in the 14th century were basically teens so a bunch of teens get together with their falcons and try to impress each other with their cool falcons (laughs) a popular thing to do was to bring out an enormous pie and everyone's like why is this pie so big what's the deal with this pie (laughs) there are hundreds of tiny birds in there and then you just like make a, a loud sound and they all burst out of the pie and then everyone's like yeah and they release their falcons into the dining hall and they and they catch the the birds for everyone's amusement
0: is is that four in twenty blackbirds baked in a pie?
1: Yes, actually. That that thing never made any sense to me. But like people legitimately b- baked actual live blackbirds. Well, I mean you just put oh, a wow. pie crust on top of them. Yeah. And then scare them so they fly away. And people just did this like, Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no not boss. gonna
2: lie, I feel like if I was a noble at that time, I would totally do that. Like I wanna say that I'd be a better person. No. But you
0: would also be like fourteen. Right. So. Exactly.
2: No, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking fourteen year old me. Um yeah. yes. Oh, oh, I should be a better person, but I really, I really want to see birds burst out of a cake right now.
0: Yeah. Mm. I would watch that CW show.
1: <laughs> yeah. The real monsters. hmm Yeah. Let's do let's do a fourteenth century hack of monster hearts where we're all nobles. We're yes. We're all, all indulging all our vulgar our appetites. Elves.
0: Yes. Um I'm, I'm on board. Um well, we actually have one other little segment if you are up for it um we're calling gather information
1: oh, Ooh. oh yeah, I feel like we yeah. do. Talked-
0: Point. yeah so I thought it was interesting that all three of us are new voices to the one shot network and we all do interview podcasts we do um which is yeah that's that's curious to me so I am interested in why why we do that and and maybe a little bit about how if that's any different than than to each other how we approach that sort of thing you know what was why we like that format, I guess. You start. You start I was about Marion. to say, I
2: was going to put it right. Oh I go, my... if you're going to surprise us with something, then you've got to start us off.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be fair. We talked about this. It is in the DM chat. So, <laughs> I mean, you can go back and look. I talked about this at least once. <laughs> but that's fine. I will go first. <laughs> um, I think I liked the interview format. I was particularly inspired for my... um. My pitch for my show by uh, Kate Leth had, has had... I'm not sure what what the status is on her podcast. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with her, she, she works in comics. Mm-hmm. And she has a really nice show that's... It's just her. And she talks a little bit about, like, what she's been doing in comics lately, uh, what she's been reading, kind of interesting things like that. But then the bulk of her show is an interview with somebody in the industry, like maybe somebody that she's worked with or somebody that she knows. Um, and that was appealing because like I like her, I like her show. Uh and I wasn't sure if I could rope anybody else into doing a show with me. <laughs> um and I was like, oh, oh no, what can I do by myself? You know, like I'm a, nobody wants to listen to just me talk for an hour. So um like an an interview show seemed to make sense and I don't know, just getting the opportunity to meet some new people in the industry like I was like I mentioned earlier, you know, I've only just kind of come back into playing. So mm-hmm. this is kind of a good excuse for me to to get out and like play some other games and to meet some other people who make games. Um that's been really fun. And yeah, as as for like the approach or the how, um I make a lot of notes, and I have an outline and a list of things that I want to go over. And now both uh, James Damato has given me shit about that, and um, so have you guys, just a little bit. But that's fine. I love you. It's cool. Good. Excellent.
2: We we, we do it because you're 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 organized. Where where mm-hmm. we are, I shouldn't say we. I can only speak for myself. I'm just like complete gunslinger, shooting from the hip. So yeah. yes, it it, it it admiration is why we make fun of you.
1: Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. I you know what, I um I was on a, a podcast called The Tabletop Super Highway for about a year. And uh, yeah. I was pretty loosey-goosey on that show. Um <laughs> I would make notes, but I don't think I put it depending on the topic, I might not put very much research into it or anything. Um and what I found uh is that uh, when it was just me thinking of stuff about game design to say, I kind of ran out of things to say after a while. And the more that I met other people uh who were in into this sort of thing uh, into any kind of role-playing stuff um I got more and more excited by what I found I-, I just felt like almost everyone that I've talked to who is into the kind of games I'm into is amazing and fascinating and cool and so I really I really just wanted to have like you know the kind of conversations you can have at a convention where it's like wow I just we're just in this corner we're just having we just talked for like two hours and it was so intense and like amazing and I never get to have these conversations you know in my day-to-day life I was just like, wow, what if I did a podcast where I could actually do that every two weeks? (laughs) Um, And in terms of process, I, this is, you know, lifting the veil, but I do a tremendous (laughs) amount of research. Like I will, if you have a book, I'll read it all. If you have a game, I'll read your game. If you, if you have a blog, I'll read every single post. Like I, I get pretty obsessive because I want to have something more substantial to talk about than just like, so who are you and what's, what's your deal?
0: That's awesome. And I I know I mentioned it before on Twitter, but I feel like backstory literally does. Every time I I come across somebody in the community, I'm like, oh, they seem really cool. Like, I don't know more about them. That's literally your next episode. It just, (laughs) it keeps happening. And it's a little spooky at this point, honestly.
1: (laughs) Next time you think of that about someone, just tell me. Yeah, (laughs) Because apparently you got good taste.
0: There you go. (laughs) Oh, and I've been reading uh, Leaving Mundania. Oh, it's so I good. I finally picked it up.
1: Yeah. So it is good. really good. So. The so. book about LARP in America for sure. Oh, it's great.
2: Ah, okay, Jim. So I guess that's me then, yeah. Um yeah. Well, uh, so many things that are different and yet the same. I don't know. It's weird. Um, mm-hmm. to start with, cause of course, Megan, you talked about kind of like pitches and all that to one shot and kind of how we ended up with three, three interview shows that sort of have all their, your unique, unique taste and feel to them. Um, my, my, my story with one shot was a little bit different because I've been talking to James D'Amato for, two years probably um mm. it, it was actually i don't know how much of that's out in the public or not but we we have been speaking for a very very long length of time about doing something uh and then they really weren't sure if they wanted to expand the network and when they mm. did uh well we all ended up here um which is <laughs> wonderful and awesome uh so of course talking tabletop actually launched before its inclusion with the one shot podcast network um i think it had been on What was it? Three or four months, maybe, maybe a little bit longer than that Mm -hmm. before we came on. And my my thought process with it is, uh, you know, I'm gonna say a little bit similar and a little bit different at the same time to some of what like Alex was talking about of I'm I'm a person and I think it's because I was homeschooled. I don't know how to do small talk like I don't (laughs) know how people converse without things of substance being discussed. I don't know how to do that. Um, so every time I have discussions with people, it is like I elevate it to 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 medium talk or or high talk if we can if we can get there um, within mm-hmm. a short period of time of meeting people. But it's always like, Hey, how are you doing? Hey, let's talk about the state of the industry. Oh what sure, yeah. Um, and bam, that's that's where we are. Um, so I would always get into these wonderful, huge, you know, like like what Alex was saying, of of these deep con conversations if you will but that was just sort of all of my conversation and it kind of struck me with a conversation i had with someone else where they went wow that was was so awesome i've never heard all of this this inside stuff because i was talking to an industry person um sort of in periphery of them and i was like there's so many people out in the community especially the ones that listen to podcasts that do not have Access. They don't get to have these levels of conversation with people. They 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 crave it. I crave it, and they don't get to have that level of conversation. And that was the first kernel: is I want to provide them that conversation that they can have. I mean, and through proxy of me, you know, we can you can have that deep conversation with the people that you're interested in hearing. So that was was sort of the first thing. And then I decided that I wanted to make my guests cry. So I end up asking them a lot of a lot of questions with the intention of I like, go I want you to cry. And, and currently I've had, I think I'm, I'm at three of 27 guests have cried. So I'm, I'm almost just under 10%. I'm just under 10%, um, which is I think an okay number.
1: It's pretty good, um, but well, that's that's good. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, right. That's 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 not yeah. sadistic or weird. Okay, sure, we'll go no, good. No,
1: that's that's
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, m- making a mental note, like, never be on Jim's
1: show. I'm <laughs> making really easy note. to make cry. Yeah, making a mental note to get on Jim's show asap. <laughs> yes, yes,
2: absolutely, absolutely. We, <laughs> but, but we will come on. We will most certainly. We have to have have to do all of our crossover. Yeah, promotion. why don't we do a
1: crossover episode? I'll interview you. Yeah, you can interview yeah. me.
2: I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, so, and then the the one last other sort of secret that I haven't said anything anywhere else, but because this is second launch, um, the, RP in, mm, the RPG industry is very new compared to so many other things. I mean, essentially it's existed mm-hmm. since the mid seventies. I mean, we got, mm-hmm. what is it? 40 years. 40 years is what we have. That's, that's the yeah. entirety of, of RPGs. And yeah. there's a lot of people that have been involved in the early stages of RPGs that are getting older, not to get too depressing with this because this is not Talking Tabletop. Um, and what I want to do as part of sort of like the, the 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 side quest of Talking Tabletop is I really want to chronicle the early days of RPG development, the the TSR days, the Wizards days, all of this before it gets lost to time. Because I feel it's important. We are at an early stage. And while the overwhelming majority of people that have been there and done it all are still alive, let's talk to these people and get it down what actually happened. And that way we will have that sort of future going off. So I'm not discussed that before, but that's the little side bit of information for those people listening of one of the other little side quests that's going on behind the scenes. So that you, the listeners of of course my show will hear me ask all the time about how did you get started? How did you get first get started? What was it like working for TSR in the early days? Because it's mm-hmm. pulling out these old stories to chronicle them. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Too. Yeah. That's really yeah I know it's, it, it's sneaky. Um, but uh how i do my show um i am the amateur hour here that's for darn sure um (laughs) well we'll see (laughs) (laughs) oh no oh no because you all do like prep um that's crazy um no i i find someone i'm like oh that seems like an interesting person and then i I will find some way to to get them on the show normally i i lie to them i go hey you're gonna be on fear of the boot they're like oh okay awesome and then they find (laughs) out it's not um but uh Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's, that. that's the <laughs> trick. That's the trick. You just you just pull the sheet at the last second. Um but uh no, I I do I'm gonna say minimal research. I, I look into a little bit about what they have done. Um, you know, to, to get some talking points and everything, but really what I'm going to do is I'm going to start asking them, you know, how they got started in it. And then all I do is I look for little kernels of information to follow. And I, what I really do the secret to get people to cry. I'll tell you it right now is you look for that story that they gloss over and then you go, wait, 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 what what was that? That thing you said Mm -hmm. that you had that five year Mm -hmm. period of time that you got out of publishing, why did that happen when don't don't gloss over that that i'm interested in that because that's where the emotion is it's right there in that Mm -hmm. story that they don't want to tell and so i i'd be a bad person and i try and drag it out of them
1: (laughs) just just (laughs) dig into that that wound Uh oh wow and that's yeah
2: there's talking tables out
1: this is wonderful i i feel like i understand now how our shows fit together because to think of yours as a sort of like archive and chronicle and like record of things that have happened that's really like important and I Mm -hmm. see backstory as um a a lot of what I'm trying to accomplish is about bringing up new people who are doing work that I think is cool that I don't think anybody knows about yet and so like you know like I've had bigger names I've had Jason Morningstar and Lizzie Stark and whoever on it um and a, a lot of this is also just I think my audience is more of an RPG audience than i feel like bringing LARP to them and bringing like the discussion around LARP to them is really important. But, but yeah, I think my show is like very focused on the new and very focused on like the upcoming and the soon to happen. Oh, this is lovely. I love it. Yeah.
0: Oh that that's perfect. That helps me a lot too cuz I know before our shows started Alex uh when mm-hmm. I when I heard about what you were doing I was like, "Oh no, we're doing such similar shows like and she's done <laughs> podcasting before. Oh no, what am I going to do?" You know, like huh. our, our shows clearly are are very different yeah, and totally. I think mine I I I pitch it a little bit different every time I talk about it I think, mm-hmm. but I, I know the driving force behind it is, like, I'm so interested in that need to create and to change things. Yeah. And that's what I want to find, like, get people to talk about is is the, the thing that they made and why, why they made it. Like, what was it about the things that exist that just weren't good enough for what they wanted to accomplish,
1: Oh, that's great. That's Which great. Is, Yours is about like what currently exists, like what's currently happening. Like what are people, what do people have to work with? What do they have to deal with? Mm-hmm. I, I remember when I first heard um about your show, I was like, oh, so it's like about hacking that or like homebrew and house rules. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But then your first episode was about accessibility. And I was yeah. like, holy shit that's an aspect to like mod like to, to you know game modding that i never even thought about and like that was your first episode out the gate was like now and i was like oh yeah. this is
0: awesome <laughs> that's cool oh i'm so glad and that's that's a topic like i want to keep coming back to because i feel yeah. like there's still so much more to say about oh, it oh
1: totally yeah you don't we, we, have we that, were like, actually no just having a discussion diversity.
2: Uh, well, um, about the, uh, I, I, like the, the accessibility. Just talking about that for a minute. Um, my significant other, she, uh, she's a sign language interpreter. Is what she does, Um, and we started having a discussion about it. And I go, and I haven't figured out what it is yet. So someone's going to beat me to the punch and steal this, but that's that's fine. I I just wanted to sort of do it for this community. Um, But to to have a tabletop game that is designed specifically for deaf people, because you have such an interesting you know method of communication, and it's all done through hand signals. I go, there's there there's a mechanic in there. There's a way to make it work. I haven't figured out what it is yet but it it's there and it would be something so uniquely theirs i feel like um <sighs> that ah uh, so it's 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 a, it's a kernel of an idea gosh. at this point but i i yeah that's that's sort of one of the passion projects in the back of my mind right now
0: uh, oh my god i want to talk to you about this so much okay, okay <laughs> I about but,
1: oh my talk god about, my next <laughs> literally my next guest i don't know when this episode will air but the next episode the next episode i'm going to record um is uh, with a gal named Catherine Himes, who is a linguist who together with her co-designer, um, Hakan Saglioglu, um, is she made a LARP about Nicaragua, the development of Nicaraguan sign language. Um, it's Ooh. also a completely si- silent LARP, but it's very different than the one I described earlier. Um, and they also made a game about language development called dialect. That's like a tabletop game, but yeah, that is really interesting. There are definitely, definitely oh. other people who, Are thinking the same thing of like sign language is amazing and cool and interesting and oh gosh and the idea of like a game that like maybe also teaches you some sign language or something like that and like Mm -hmm. uses the actual like mode because i that's so exciting to me
2: (laughs) well and i'll tell you one of the things from my like i have a very very basic limited like i can have a little tiny bit of conversation I'm I'm getting there I'm getting there a little bit but one of the yeah. thing that amazes me that I'm just infatuated with from a storytelling standpoint is um uh, you know people who are deaf that, that speak with sign language they uh, are very direct in everything that they say because you know mm. sort of like what I do and fumble around with a whole bunch of words um they that takes so much more effort so everything that they say is very direct and very to the point point. and I'm I'm in love with the concept of having a role play experience where it is just let's get to the core of the matter and do it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't, yeah. I'm kind of super excited about that. But again, you've literally heard the entirety of the idea at this point, so I don't want to overhype it.
0: Have you? No, ever- that's okay. Like I now it's stuck in my brain, and I'm going to keep thinking about it. Have you ever oh, seen so ESL excited.
1: poetry? I'm sorry. Have you ever seen oh. ESL poetry? Yeah.
2: Where they do sort of like the I'm going to call the the artistic renditions of. ASL talking. That's not anywhere close to appropriate words, but yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah, cuz it's like they're it's performed um yep. and and it's like you're not just like signing a series of words, but they like where you place the words in relation to other words that you've placed like also has meaning and it's this sort of like a borderline dance. Well, anyway, and, not that I know a ton about it, but I'm no, just but trying to feel. All right, there's idea. a
2: little, little extra tiny butt on that kernel, I guess, because my my <laughs> first thought is, I go, you know, the, the the this beautiful talking through through hands and through sign. I go, this so much just seems like spell casting to me. Um, you know, from yes. someone from the outside, uh-huh. I go. There's a way to connect that. I just have to put mental power and time into into figuring out what the connection is, and then of course I I myself have to to go through. So uh so I say Emily, my better half, she's she's gonna work with me on on that side of it because of course she knows that side and I don't, and I'm just a guy that goes like I think that would be a cool thing. Right?
1: Yeah. Totally.
2: Oh, that would be so cool.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, well, we are like well over an hour. I think yeah. we should. Uh, they can deal. It's fine.
2: <laughs>
1: wow, Meg, we, sass.
2: Listen, You're we sass. are we are one shot. We are awesome people.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're fine.
0: Mm-mm. It's the watch. The watch takes as long as it takes. You know,
1: it's oh, <laughs> intense. It's deep.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I suppose you are right. I suppose it is time for a random encounter.
1: Yes, definitely. So, um, I uh. F- found um someone gave me a uh, a whole booklet of paranoia random encounters i'm a huge paranoia fan i don't know if that's uh, common knowledge um and so i could roll us up pretty much anything but um what we were saying earlier is i'm going to roll us up each a mutant power and then we are going to figure out who would win in a fight with our mutant Ooh. power, Does that sounded okay to everyone. Okay, uh, yeah,
0: I have, I have dice. What are we rolling? So, so uh, wait, hold
2: on, we're just rolling D so twenty. James night. and Cat are asleep, and we immediately go to PvP. Okay, that's right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the
0: cat is away, weird. Might in the middle of the night? Yeah. Well, they they took care of the monster, and now we have nothing left to do but. You know, practice our skills.
2: Did they? Because if I remember correctly, I have an eggplant that has taken over my mind right now, probably leading <laughs> to this fight. But just just so we're clear on context of how much protecting our first watch does.
1: It's a floating timeline. Uh, so I just rolled mine. I rolled a seventeen. I have telekinesis. Ah, wow, an actual useful one. Op. Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> Alright, let's see what I got. I got a
1: fourteen. Fourteen. 14, 14. Ooh, you have regeneration powers. Ooh. Oh, sweet.
2: Okay, so we've got So I'm basically Wolverine. I was like, <laughs> we, we've got yep. Xavier, we have Wolverine. I am hoping for magnetic powers. <laughs> Alright, let's see. And a gentleman's two. <laughs>
1: Ooh. You have chameleon powers. Hmm.
2: Okay. Okay. Hmm. Alright. Hmm. I definitely go out first round.
0: I say, so so <laughs> we obliterate Jim. I'm, um, I'm like, I, try to, however, I try
2: to blend into the bookshelf and then Alex is just like, well, like, I can clearly tell that your soul is still right here, so you're you're obliterated.
0: <laughs> hmm Meg Wolverine. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Because if if you are, you know, if it depends on how good your chameleon Chameleoning is. I bet. Mm. I bet we could sniff you out somehow.
2: Yeah. No. I feel like. I feel like I go because at some point I'm going to want to try and strike, and then then it's just over. It's it's. I I get totally Xaviered from that point on.
1: <laughs> then we're all mm. agreed that I win. <laughs>
2: It is because I feel like it, regeneration is so awesome, but you just can't, yeah. can't beat the telekinesis On Un-
0: Yeah, it's it's a very long drawn out fight, but I think ultimately you would win. I think
1: I if- hadn't thought about that. I mean I could beat you up and everything, but I mm-hmm. just I don't know if I have the endurance. I mean basically you land one good hit on me and like Yeah, you know, I'm boned.
0: Is this on top of me being a fighter versus your bard? Uh, yes. Yes, I okay. would say that
1: it is. Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I'm, think I'm actually,
1: you know I'm what, as much as my power out. is the coolest, <laughs> I think in a straight-up, like, combat situation, I think Meg is going to take it.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Or the other hmm. strategy Meg could do hmm. is just avoid you for about 70 or 80 years till you die of old age. <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> oh,
1: shoot. Are you going to play the long game,
2: Meg? Just oh, oh shoot. Does
0: regeneration game? just mean I'm – is that basically immortal? It does. It happening. does with
2: Wolverine, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, sweet all I've ever
1: wanted.
2: It is the, <laughs> the longest, most boring possible fight, but Meg wins. Yeah,
1: yeah that's fine. <laughs> no, I think it's amazing. Like We just play this game of cat and mouse for like yeah. 80 years. For like 80
0: years? Yeah. It gives my life purpose. But it's
1: great because no matter how old I get, I can always kill you because it's my mind powers. Yeah. So you can't even like come and visit me in the home because I'll fuck Aww. you Oh,
2: That's yeah. kind of sad. But yeah. then again, my, my, my chameleon body is dead on the street within the first five minutes, so I'm not <laughs>
1: You've been dead a long, long time.
0: (laughs) And nobody notices because they can't find you. That is so sad. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a tragedy. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Maybe that's why they don't do PvP on First Watch. (laughs) Because it's just the evening (laughs) bummer. It is. It's too sad.
2: <laughs> so, 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 then James and Cat wake up. They go, "Where's Jim?" and and then mm-hmm. like no one knows. And then they're like, "Uh, well, wh- where's Megan?" Well, she's gonna be running for the rest of her life. And they're like, "Alex, <laughs> Alex, what, what what happened?"
1: And I'm gonna be like, "Everything's fine." And they're gonna be like, "That's mind control, not telekinesis. That's a different thing. <laughs> but good try." <laughs> Oh, they've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm willing to end on that note. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah I, is there, Do we want to do like there, some sort of sign off? Yeah,
0: I don't know. Is there a third watch that we wake up? Is that how this works? No, yeah, there will uh, never be a third watch. Yeah, oh cause, no, no, cause I, I feel mean, like that would be
2: JPC and Johnny, and no, we do not want them protecting us. Uh, I'm just
0: I'm just considering in in the lore of things. I'm gonna be honest; I've never actually played a watch in D anD. D
2: yeah, I don't play yeah, really watches either.
0: That. So I think there's a third watch. No, I think, this, we'll I think just... the sun rises. Yeah, I bet. I bet we all just kind of get up early.
1: We're on top <laughs> We're of it. I business. slam a protein yeah. smoothie. Yeah, morning person, nice. morning bard, morning <laughs> buddy.
0: <laughs> Lovely. All right. What a successful watch.
2: Successful watch. We we have, so we have yes, completely destroyed the party in the night, but I feel we didn't get attacked by anyone outside the party, so I feel like that's a success.
0: Maybe it wasn't a true PvP. Perhaps we were all LARPing. Hmm.
1: Yeah, we were just playing pretend. It was a yeah. fun time. Oh, shit, that's not telling. Oh, oh, oh. Second watch LARPs. Or it was yeah. the
2: three of us sitting around a campfire, and it was just sort of like the zoom into our mind screen of it playing out in <laughs> each of our minds.
0: <laughs> yes. Perfect.